Hi, I'm Melanie Barr. Welcome to the She Built It Experience with Melanie. You're here because you want to experience the life and business that you crave. Join me as I talk to women who have successfully built it, a career and business that they love. We dive into the topic of how they built it and talk about everything from having the courage to make career leaps to the details of how to lead effectively, create successful teams, implement strategies for growth, and infuse tech innovation. Magic happens when we focus on the part of ourselves and our business that brings us joy. So let's dive in. Amy Ransdell is an executive execution, transformation, and peak performance coach. She is also an active real estate investor, real estate investment mentor, and trainer. She's empowered thousands of coaching clients over 18 years and built her business all while balancing life and family as a mother of three. Amy understands how important it is to give yourself the tactical and mindset resources you need to enjoy life while crafting a career, building a business, and maximizing your income. Thank you so much for joining us today, Amy. I can't wait to dive into this topic. You mentioned entrepreneurs can actually live the four-hour work week and not just talk about it. Please (laughs) tell us more about who you are and what you do. Such a simple question or the complicated answer, but, and, and that really brings me to the, the four hour work week idea thing, right? Um, so I always share this because especially as a woman, I, I'm a single mom of three and I've raised my local parents. And during all of that world, I am also a broker, an active investor, an active coach and leader in a investment education and realtor community. And then I'm the CMO for a virtual assistant company, which is why that four hour work week thing comes in to play. I had to figure out how do I do all of these things? How do I manage these and create efficiencies and systems? And I'm one person yeah, and to be able to afford like lots of support and help. And so that led into the solution that we provide and the virtual assistant side of what we do. And it's just grown into this powerful tool for so many entrepreneurs. You're so right, because I think a lot of entrepreneurs realize at a certain point they need assistance in order to grow. Otherwise, they're not going to grow. Oh, absolutely. I think they forget that. Like we're our own ceiling, right? Mm -hmm. So if you don't get out of your own way and you don't work with people, you're going to only go as high as what you can handle in a day. It's so true. And you're a mother of three. So I'm sure juggling that on top of running a business... Well, yeah, and staying consistent. So those that are listening, right, you know, that we feel this consistency issue and there's a little guilt sometimes that comes along with that too. Like we want to be consistent at home. We want to be consistent results in our business. Well, the reality is that when we're oftentimes in a reactionary position and so the consistency of systems and lead follow-up, for example, or whatever, those things will start to wane, not because we want them to, but because again, we're stretched in different directions. And so when you can outsource those things to be happening consistently for you, regardless of what you're doing, then all of a sudden your business goes, you know, 10x in it in its results. So no, that's the only solution for consistency. It's so <laughs> true. Someone listening is thinking, oh, what a relief that would be. Take some of the the pressure and some of the the work away that we just can't keep up with. Can you tell us about your virtual assistant business? Yeah, absolutely. So the name of the company is Reva Global. And you can go look us up. So it's R-E-V-A Global. I'd love to say the story of where it got started because it explains a lot of why we're different. And we really are an industry disruptor in the space of virtual assistants. So it was formed because as coaches and business owners, the founders of the company, we were dealing with 
challenges ourselves and scaling with outsourced solutions. We were hearing from coaching clients, I mean, thousands of them over years, having all of these challenges with hiring any kind of outsourced support. And we would hear all the horror stories. So most good businesses, right? We find a solution, there a gap in the market where there's a solution needed where we can provide that. So that's how Revo became what it was. We said, okay, we can solve that problem. So we went through what are all of the challenges and that was the scope of work to build the company. So we are a company that employs virtual assistants. We're not a place of resumes. We're not contract for hire. And all of our virtual assistants go through this really industry disrupting, powerful hiring process, screening process, and match process with our clients. It just makes for this hugely better experience for the client because they're being matched to the right team member. So they have great retention, great longevity, huge, you know, beautiful relationships that happen long-term, which is powerful for the virtual assistant as much as the client. Our core value is family first. Um, we really care about our virtual assistants thriving as much as our clients. So for that reason, we have just unheard of retention percentages. So That's really smart because if the virtual assistant enjoys what they're doing, it's going to make work that much more fun. Oh my goodness, yes. And we work really hard at our cor- our corporate culture to create that. We also provide the virtual assistance benefits and all kinds of credit repair programs and scholarship programs and all kinds of things that we provide that. The clients don't have to, we do that so that the VAs are, are happy and thriving. And so it just makes for this great arrangement. But the thing that might be missing for some people listening is that sometimes you just need to step back simplistically for a second and define even what a virtual assistant is. It gets thrown around. The whole word outsourcing gets thrown around. There's this distance in our mind. Virtual assistance is anybody doing work for you, following your systems and processes that's not necessarily in your office space. So it could be a virtual transaction coordinator that lives down the road from you, or it could be someone, all our virtual assistants are based in the Philippines. But it's whatever that is. It's somebody that's going to do work for you consistently that's not you. And by the way, 90% of what we all do is done by phone and computer. And so if we can do it by phone and computer, so can someone else. They're just as educated as you, and they might do it better than you. And in fact, that happens all the time. (laughs) And your background is in real estate investing. And as a trainer, do you offer virtual assistance to people that are not in real estate in any, any type of business? Absolutely. We support entrepreneurs. So it was founded with the focus on real estate because that's the worlds that we were in. Mm-hmm. And that was the people that already followed us. Those were our people, right? Um, but absolutely, we can support anyone that's an entrepreneur, um, any small businesses. In fact, we have an entire medical division at Riva Global that does insurance verifications, appointment follow-ups. It's HIPAA compliant. It's a powerful, awesome tool for small medical offices who it's extremely expensive to hire somebody local to do the same tasks. So for about one third to one fourth the expense, you can hire just as good a virtual assistant to do that. So any small businesses, because you know, things like bookkeeping, administrative, social media management, marketing, you know, these are types of things that apply in every business. Absolutely. What gave you the courage to make your leap to launch your business? And for anyone listening, they might be sitting there having an idea and not really sure what gave you the courage to make that leap? Oh, I love that question. I'm a serial entrepreneur, so I'm probably the worst person to ask because my friends will tell you that I jump off cliffs without any wings or glue or <laughs> me, sticks to make feathers. Me too. So you're among friends. I- <laughs> okay, cool. Okay, cool. Completely. And, and then- 
Right. And your vibe attracts your tribe. So if people are listening to you right now, they're probably just like you, right? Okay. I will say this. And sometimes it sounds so cliche. We do a live uh, training every morning with one of our groups and it's uh, 8am every morning, six days a week, I do a live training and it's very mindset heavy. And uh, one of the things that comes up a lot, we, and we talked about it this morning, it's like, why you're asking me in the universe. Your purpose has to be so clearly defined. And as entrepreneurs, we tend to take these leaps out of a search for meaning and purpose. That's usually our driver, right? Allow that to be your driver. It's a much higher level connection thing than money or tactical goals or or measurables or metrics that you're going after. This is the reason why you're willing to discipline yourself, go through all of the challenges that come with winning to go after that, uh, those measurables and metrics. So if you're unclear what that is, then find it. And hey, by the way, when you do the search within your core values of what's really your purpose, you may in fact find that what you're doing isn't in alignment Mm -hmm. with that. And by the way, it might shock you, but it's a huge joy to grow through that and, and shift into something different. So just thought I'd throw that out there. I'm so glad you said that because so often we think, oh, of course I'm doing what makes me happy or what brings me joy. But it's interesting to wake up every day and ask yourself that question. Is the joy outweighing the responsibilities or the challenges? Yes. Oh, great question. In your programs, you talk about using social media and referral marketing as a way to grow. Tell us more about that and how you advise your clients when it comes to business growth. Social media in general, I, I, one of the things I want to remind everybody of, and this is another thing where or virtual assistants can be so powerful, whether you like social media or not, you must first understand that social media is the world's view of you. This is where they will determine their perception of you and your services. That has to define really clearly your identity and show what you what you provide and your love for what you do. Because when people search you out now, they go to your Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Now also maybe TikTok and Snapchat. So they're headed there first. And if they do Google you, the first set of results that come up are going to be your social media platforms. So if they go to visit your social media, will they all of a sudden be confused? If they meet you at a networking event and you're all about your passion for your business, but then they find your social media and all they find are politics or pictures of dogs and cats, which is lovely, they will be instantly out of rapport internally because they're like, oh, that's not the person I met that seemed to be so driven and passionate. And even though it still may be that you're driven and passionate, their internal perception immediately at an unconscious level is that you aren't what you said. And so then they'll go look at someone else's profile who's accomplishing consistent value, content, and positioning, and they'll hire them, even if they aren't better than you. So you have to make social media a powerful power play for posturing yourself in in the environment. And my last little tip to everybody, and I always share this and people are like, oh, that's terrible. Um, Your followers and friends are not your friends, okay? They are not. They are people that you can create win-win opportunities with. That's it. You doesn't mean your friends don't become your friends. It doesn't mean your family doesn't follow along, (laughs) right? And like Um, everything you post. Yeah, right, exactly. (laughs) understand to look at it differently. It is a, it is a beautiful place for you to create win-wins for you and those that follow you. So let that be your direction behind that and stay consistent and virtual assistants can help you do that. Such good advice. And it changes so fast. It used to be very structured and well-designed photos. Now it's everyday life. People want to see what you're doing behind the scenes. 
So it's so interesting how that changes. And it can be kind of difficult to figure out how much of my real life do I want to show versus how much of my branding life do I want to show? So that to me has always been really interesting as things change to find that dynamic of, you know, people want to see that I have twins, right? Yeah. Or and how much of that do they want to see to gain the trust? It's authenticity, right? So there, there's two things that are happening there. One is that people by nature are voyeuristic. So that's why stories are so effective on reels and things like that on those different social media platforms, because people want to have that, that look into your life. Okay. So you're right. It is a, it, where is that line that gets crossed? But the other part of it is that people, stories are what sell because in, in the story is where people can really learn about your core values, what, what, your frequency is, what your vibe is, and connect with you authentically. Your number one sales are going to be the ones where people have connected with you authentically, right? I, in fact, I love the people who they kept connecting with me authentically over time, but never even paid attention to what business I actually right. did. We receive what we're ready to receive when we're ready to receive it. So when the moment comes that they were like, oh, I do need help with a real estate matter or coaching and performance coaching support, all of a sudden like, oh, right, you do that. And there, it's an easy sale because they've already authentically connected with me, even if we've never met. So it is, again, also a, a powerful place to use for people to, to become a part of your tribe, um, which be, can become lead to referrals, lead to you know direct business and, and, and even more. I'm so glad you said that. It's interesting when it crystallizes, right? And someone thinks, oh, she does that. I'm going to go hire her. It's so great. It is so great. It is so great. Or the verse, reverse, they meet you raw and they've never met you before. Right. And then we go and check you out on social media and they're like, oh yeah, man, that chick is my vibe, right? right. And all of a sudden right. they're, they're, they're an instant client. Another thing you mentioned is finding freedom, what the books mention and never deliver. What information from your experience and knowledge are the books missing? I love this. So I think... The problem is we we all have this glossy idea of what it's going to mean to be an entrepreneur or a business owner. Nobody tells you it's going to be hard, right? And there's a few good authors out there like Tim Grover. If anybody has read, read Tim Grover, I love him. He's very in your face raw about how hard it's going to be. Some do, but a lot of them don't, right? Because they want to sell a program or sell a book. And so it's a lot about, it's the dream of entrepreneurship, the American dream of business owners. You know, you won't have to answer to the man anymore because now you got your own thing going. Greet that with abundance and gratitude because you will learn through all of those in such a powerful way if you look at them as opportunities for growth, but they will come come, right? Um, things will not go as planned, things will go wrong and so forth. And I think sometimes the books don't really, really highlight that. And if you compound that on, again, social media and where everybody's highlight reel is out there and in your face, we're always comparing ourselves uh -huh. to where somebody else is versus where we actually are. And, and it, it, celebrate where you are because where you are is probably a hell of a lot further along than where you just were. So celebrate that and not pay attention to where everybody else is. Between the books and social media, like kind of just get out of that for a minute and just celebrate where you are. So true. And I love that you said really thinking about the challenges because you're right. You can think, oh, it looks dreamy and it looks, you know, pretty and wonderful. But I agree with you that I like the books and the groups that really talk about those challenges and more importantly, can help you overcome them. 
Yeah, yes. I, I, that's the thing too. You know, search out those communities and material that is where you're trying to go next that will inspire and challenge you. Don't find the communities in the books that will enable and support where you were or or your excuses. Okay. There's no room for whining and excuses in business. If you want to win, if you want championships, there's no whining. I was an athlete, you know, like you you you, you run with a broken ankle, right? You you do you go for it. And so don't find those that'll be like, oh man, just sit this one out. Those are not the groups or the books for you. And by the way, too, as you grow, I'm sure you've experienced this, that those circles and the material you read will change as you grow. I believe, and I know that you do too, that business should be purpose-driven. Otherwise, how do we wake up every day with the excitement to keep moving forward? How do you suggest we use VAs to master a business that is driven by purpose? That's a really great question. So a couple of things. One is that just as like you were going to hire people in your office, it's no different. These are people that are now becoming a permanent part of your team. So you do want to have a clear hiring process where you're bringing people in that will match the company's core values and have a training on the culture of your company and its purpose as one of the initiators with your hire. This is very important. I have a personal assistant who's a virtual assistant and his name is Ron. He's amazing. I spent about a week meeting with him each day when I first hired him, really going into our culture. What are we about? What do we do? Why do we do it? So that he understood the language and the direction, which would help filter his intention and his conversation. I would encourage you to do that. You would do that if they were in your office. And same thing goes, you know, if that's not working, then you also want to take action on that. So same thing as if hiring in your office is, is key. So smart and really good to think about as we transition to working more virtually as we're bringing on team members. Yeah. And by the way, we're all doing that in all kinds of capacities now, right? Even if it's not virtual assistants, the guy that we used to go have coffee with in the break room down the hall mm-hmm. is now working from home. So guess right. what? He's virtual. So we, and how do you maintain corporate culture when everybody's working from home offices? It's become a whole new challenge, a whole new set of growth for companies. You know, I know this has been a tough year for a lot of people, and I'm not in any way negating what's happened with, with some for the tough side of things. But I will say this. I'm excited also for how much was learned from this experience. And it has drastically changed the face of the working environment, corporate culture. I'm excited to see what the data looks like, you know, 10 years from now as a result of what we've just experienced through opportunity, through crisis can come opportunity um, to learn and grow. And so, especially in the, in the corporate model, it's very, very different and forever will be. That's a great way to look at it. And I know this conversation is resonating with anyone listening. Hope so. (laughs) As someone with a background in business development and sales, I actually love sales. I know not everyone feels that way. And I'm not sure if this is because I'm a woman. However, in business and in my career, I have experienced people being surprised when I negotiate. And you mention in your experience in real estate with acquisitions and short sales, how do you educate your clients to better negotiate? I will say this, in any situation, whether you're the person wanting to win the negotiation or you're teaching someone else to negotiate on their own behalf, it comes down to understanding what is really desired by the parties. This is the key in sales. You probably know, you know, you know this. You have to get really honed in on what the party wants. And by the way, what they want is never what you first think that they want. And you want to ask lots and lots of questions. Curiosity is one of my core values. Allow that to drive you in sales, to ask tons and tons of questions, to get down to the emotion 
It's always an emotional. It is. It is. Always to what someone's wanting. So for instance, in a sale process, they might say that how much net they're going to receive on something is their most important. No, no. It's what the net will enable them to do next and what that will make them feel. Mm -hmm. And when you have that, now you have the master key for the rest of the negotiations. Mm -hmm. And so whether you're learning to do this or teaching someone else, that's it right there. And as soon as I have that, and by the way, a little tip to everyone, write down everything people say in their own language write it all down. So when you're talking to them and asking those questions, write down how they're describing what they want so that once you hear it in their language, not your language, theirs, now you can repeat that as the hook for the rest of the negotiations and will help you in further, you know, a week later, you may need to renegotiate and you can highlight their own language as to why they want to do it in the first place. And they'll be like, oh yeah, yeah, you're right. That's why I wanted to do that. But using the words they described it in, right. It's it's extremely powerful. That is great advice and what a good way to look at it. And it's kind of fun when some, when you start to negotiate and someone doesn't expect that you're going to, I've always, I've always found that side of it fun. And and by the way, too, you know, this too, because I know since you love sales, they don't even, it's not even that we're negotiating. Like right. we just know what we're doing, right? We're communicating well. They're just rolling through the communication with us. And before right. you know it, we have negotiated and they, they didn't even realize not only were they shocked you are negotiating, they didn't even know you were. <laughs> right. That's so great. It's amazing. Yeah. Magic happens when we focus on the part of ourselves and our business that brings us joy. What is one tip you can leave with us today about how you find and live your joy? Ooh, First of all, joy is one of my absolute favorite words. In fact, we have artwork in my house that says joy in giant letters. I think the thing is for everybody, whatever is your joy center is going to be different. Please, please discover what it is for you and then make sure that that's a non-negotiable. So I I have two real non-negotiables. One is performance and the other is basically joy. That when we make decisions, is that going to bring me joy or lessen my joy? If it's going to lessen your joy, then it might not be appropriate for that to stay as something you're going to do. It doesn't mean that some things we don't have to do them. We don't like them. Okay. That's not what I mean. For instance, you might not like bookkeeping, but you don't have someone to do that for you and you can get a VA to do it. But let's just say then, you know, you may not really enjoy that, but that's not what I mean. This is more about, you know, internal, your internal drivers. So I've had to get better over my lifetime of just being very crystal clear on what that is. And so in my group, for instance, I I say this a lot that my, that I, I say no a lot and my no is yes to me. So I'm very crystal clear on what yes to me is. Okay. So that way I can protect my joy and protect my ability to feel good about what I'm doing. That way you can get rid of the things that rob you of it. And you can be that much better for your family, for your clients, for everyone around you. Absolutely. Your external world is going to reflect your internal world 100%. So if you want to have a happy family life and a happy team and successful results for your clients and all these things, well, it starts right here. If you're not loving yourself and not loving what you're doing, guess what? Your external world will start to kind of decay because it, it, it's only going to be able to respond to who you, who you are feeling as. So. so true. This has been such a fun conversation. Thank you for sharing all of your success and business and what you've built with us. Can you yeah. tell our listeners how and where they can find you? Absolutely. So I would love to help every small business owner that's listening, start taking things off your plate. Just imagine what it would feel like if you got rid of all the things you procrastinate on, all the things that you're overwhelmed with, all the things that you know you need to be doing consistently and you're not doing them and you beat yourself up every day. Great. 
let's get you virtual assistants. So the best way to reach me, the easiest possible way, I'm going to give you three quick ideas. One, you can email me, amy at rebaglobal.com. You can also go to thinkreva.com and quickly just schedule a strategy session. Just do that today. Go ahead and book a strategy session with a with one of our intake teams. Take 15 minutes out of your day to see what a powerful investment it could be for you overall. All the net returns you'll make off 15 minutes. It's unbelievable. So go do that. You're also welcome to visit our website. If you go there. They'll, they'll trail you back to me if that's needed. We have powerful teams there. There's a little chat thing that pops up. Ask your questions and let's get, get you started towards actually getting what the books deliver, <laughs> right? Or what the books promise, right? Let's deliver it. So absolutely. I love it. If you are new to She Built It, we'd love for you to join us. We offer community memberships, masterminds, innovative virtual events, and meaningful connections to entrepreneurs and corporate leaders. Please also check out our She Built It shop, curated products from women-owned businesses who put their heart and soul into their beautiful and innovative products. We offer She Built It business consulting and the She Built It blog. Thank you to everyone around the world who joined today. Thank you to my editor, Rich Strefolino. Please download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And until next time, together, let's let nothing stop us from experiencing the life that we crave.